Transmitting from the lovely little city of Taylor, Texas, you are listening to Plow and Hose, a show dedicated to the joys and challenges of organic backyard gardening in Central Texas. I am your host, Julie Rydell. Welcome to the show. Good morning, garden people. Thank you for joining me in my backyard. I am super excited because it is finally February. And even though we are still having some of this stupid, weird weather here in Central Texas, you know, where, you know, high of record highs one day, I, mean, I think we got up into the 80s and now it's cold again <laughs> and we might get a freeze. Um, springtime is just around the corner and I cannot wait. Springtime in Texas is my favorite and I freaking love it. But first, you know, um, March 5th is the last average freeze date for us um, here in Taylor and Williamson County and Travis County. And that means that it is usually pretty safe to put out all of your cold tender plants. Those are the ones that love um, the warm weather. So we're just kind of waiting until March 5th and seeing what happens. Um, of course, we just don't know what to expect um, exactly because we just have to go with what mother nature decides for us um, but this is this key date for those who want to get a jump start on tomatoes and peppers those guys like um, to take their time to get established since both have pretty extensive root systems especially tomatoes they have super big root systems um, and they like to get the root systems going before setting um, flowers and then producing fruit. Lots of, lots of folks try to get their tomatoes and peppers in as early as possible so that they can have some really great harvests before um, it gets too hot um, in the summertime and that summer heat starts to stress them out. But February is the very best month for working out in your garden. Um, for your spring garden even though it's a short month you can still get lots and lots of things planted um, you know I'm looking at the um, veggie planning guide for our area and there are 22 types of veggies that can be planted this month and it's pretty much just a veggie planning free-for-all especially if you love the leafy greens like lettuces and kale also, um, any of the brassica or the coal crops can be transplanted right now. So if you want to put in one more round of broccoli or cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, uh, do it. This will be the last chance to grow these before it gets too hot for them. So go on and get to the store and get some transplants. You know, if you have some of those seeds, um, you could try to plant them. Just know that they may not do very well because it will warm up and um, before they have a chance to mature. Um, but you know, you never know. Um, the groundhog said that we were going to have six more weeks of winter, so you know, maybe. Um, I'm thinking that we probably shouldn't take gardening advice from a woodchuck, but since it's still really early in the month, 
um, coal crop transplants um, should still be fairly easy to find. Um, but as we get closer to March, these transplants are going to be um, harder to find since it's really the end of their planting season. And the nurseries are going to start ramping up for spring planting. And they're going to start bringing in all the new warm season transplants like tomatoes and peppers and all the wonderful flowers. But for now, in February, um, we can plant things like Asian greens like bok choy, mizuna, pak choy. Um, these all can be started from seeds now through the end of February. Other greens like Swiss chard, collard, kale, mustard greens, spinach, lettuces, they all can also be started from seeds or if you can find transplants, um, you can plant those. If you plant from seed, you should be able to still harvest quite a bit as baby greens. All of these are cut and come again plants, so you can clip off a few of the outer leaves from the plant and then the plant will just keep growing and it will put out new leaves um, right until it gets too warm for them. When the daytime temperatures get above 75 degrees and the overnight temperatures stay over um, 60 degrees, these cool, uh, these cool season crops will switch gears and go into seed setting mode. These warmer temperatures usually start sometime between late March and early April, and that's when these greens and broccolis um, that we have out there, they start feeling those warmer te temperatures, and they're like, all right, it's getting warm, uh, it's going to be hot pretty soon, so I better st uh, get busy and start making seeds. When the temperature tr um, triggers them, they will grow a flower stalk really fast. I mean, it just it shoots up super quick, um, just in a few days. Um, this is called bolting. And when these plants bolt, the leaves will start to get really bitter tasting, um, so bitter that you won't even um, want to eat them. And this is just when I pull them up and make room for something else, but you could let them um, go um, get flowers and set seeds and then you can collect the seeds um, for next year. Other things that you can plant all February long include most of the root vegetables like beets, radishes, carrots, uh, and turnips. All of these can be planted from seed too. In fact, you aren't going to find transplants for these because they do not transplant well at all. These guys do not want their roots disturbed. And of course, you really wouldn't want to since you are growing them for the root. If you pulled them up, um, you would be disturbing the root and chances are they won't grow very well if you try to transplant them. So just pick a spot for your root veggies and plant the seed right there directly into the soil where you want them to grow. Radishes only need about 30 to 35 days before they are ready to harvest. Most beets take um, 45 days to get to be a decent size. Turnips are going to take a little bit longer. They need about eight weeks to mature, but um, carrots. Carrots take for freaking ever to grow. Um, and depending on the variety, they need like 75 days to grow before they start to get to be a decent size. Uh, they just they take a really long time 
Um, but all of these, beets, carrots, radishes, and turnips, um, they can be planted from seed now until the end of the month. So if you love any of these, get your seeds and get them planted um, during February. All of these crops um, have edible tops, so you can get some extra nutrients from them. You can either clip a few leaves um, as your baby root vegetables grow um, just use those leaves like baby greens like um, beet greens you can just throw those into a salad um, that'd be good or um, just wait until um, you pull up the um, the root veggies and then you can use the greens at the same time beet greens can be used just like swiss chard or spinach Turnip greens are cooked um, just like other greens. However you would make uh, mustard greens, you can use turnip greens. Radish greens are edible too. They are pretty similar to turnip and mustard greens. Um, they just aren't as large or leafy like those guys. Radish tops um, are kind of tough and you probably would not want to eat them raw, but definitely chop them up and saute them or add them to a pot of mixed greens if you got a pot of greens going. Um, they're going to soften up um, as they cook. Or if you have a food processor, you could try making pesto with them. Radish tops have a raw, pungent, and kind of peppery flavor. Um, but when you pack them into a food processor with like garlic and lemon juice, parmesan, some olive oil, salt and pepper, and a handful of nuts, you can make a nice fresh pesto style sauce. Normally pesto is made from fresh basil leaves, so don't expect it to taste like basil pesto, but you can make a really nice um, sauce that tastes really fresh and bright and very springtimey. Um, carrot tops are also edible. They are pretty pungent and kind of intensely flavored. You could um, mince just a little bit and add them as a garnish to cooked carrots, or you could use them as a pesto too, just like um, radish green pesto. But another cool idea that you can use, uh, use up those carrot tops is to make carrot top chimichurri. Chimichurri is a South American um, fresh condiment that is really popular in Argentina. Normally, um, chimichurri is made with fresh parsley, some cilantro, garlic, olive oil, some oregano, and um, vinegar. But you could easily substitute carrot tops for parsley in just about in any chimichurri recipe. It's really great with grilled meat, um, but it could be used in any dish that could use a pop of fresh herbs. Carrot tops will give it a slightly more earthy flavor, but it's pretty tasty stuff, so try that out. Carrots and parsley are part of the same um, plant family, so if you have carrot tops but no parsley, you could just experiment with them, the carrot tops. I have a friend from uh, college who um, posted um, about a soup recipe that she just absolutely loved, and it featured um, carrot tops. Uh, I've not made carrot top soup, but um, while I was looking at recipes 
today. I did find several recipes on the internet that sounded really good that used those carrot tops. And I'm going to, uh, I've got those bookmarks so I can go back for them later uh, when I actually have some carrot tops. Root crops love the cool weather. Radishes are the easiest to grow. As long as you thin your seedlings, you'll have plenty of radishes. They only take a month to grow, so you could stagger um, stagger plant radishes now through the end of February and have tons and tons of radishes in the early spring. But this time of year with our crazy mixed up weather, it can be a little bit challenging to get a super amazing crop of root vegetables because we just never know. Uh, it could just get too warm earlier than um, than expected. You'll definitely want to um, thin your root crops appropriately. So beets and turnips and carrots, they want their space. Just double check the seed packet and thin accordingly. I used to be really terrible about thinning um, and I really hated to pluck new seedlings out that so obviously wanted to grow for me but it's really important to give root veggies their space if you don't they will compete with each other for nutrients water and space and everyone will be disappointed be because you won't get as many or as big of a crop had you just thin them in the beginning another issue that you might come across with these root veggies this time of year is getting plenty of tops but really pathetic roots and that's also disappointing when this happens especially if you have been babying them but it it does happen there are a couple of reasons that um, this can happen if you have an older bed that hasn't been amended after um, the last growing season your soil could have a nutrient imbalance if your soil has too much nitrogen and not enough potassium or phosphorus, you will get more green tops and pretty insignificant root development. If you did amend your soil um, before you planted and you used a product with a high percentage of nitrogen on the label, um, that, that can be a problem. Um, it will also cause more leaves and less root development. That's going to be hard to correct this season, but you can always plan to address it the next time. In if you get excess leaves, it's a good thing because you can eat those too. It's not a complete loss. All right. In general, root vegetables need at least four hours of sun each day. It's easy to think, you know, well, they don't need much sun because the edible um, roots grow underground so they don't need that much sun but that is not the case sunlight is super important to all plants for photosynthesis um, photosynthesis allows the stems and the leaves that are above the ground to convert um, sunlight into fuel for growing healthier and larger root veggies water is also really important for root development you are going to want to water deeply more than what you would for other cool season crops like leafy salad greens that have um, shallow root systems. Just remember the larger the root, the more deeply you need to water. Small little round salad radishes will need less water than 
turnips and carrots and beets. So water deeply at least once a week and check that the soil is moist. Just dig down and see what it's like. If it seems kind of dry um, below the surface, then you're going to need to water a little longer. Even though we don't have the heat and the intense sun like we do in the summertime, a nice layer of mulch around your plants will help keep um, the moisture in the bed. It's, um, it's also going to help keep the soil warm, which is good if the temperature dips um, to freezing unexpectedly. I know last year um, we got uh, a little bit of snow the very first week of February and the weather forecast this coming week shows another cold front coming in um, in central texas and it actually um, is predicted that it's going to get kind of annoyingly cold so a nice layer of mulch and deep watering before freezing te temperatures um, come wi will protect your roots from the damaging cold I know it's weird it sounds counterintuitive but watering before we get the freezing temperatures is the best way to protect your roots um, of all your plants not just your root um, vegetable crops and this is because damp soil stays warmer than dry soil you are listening to plow and hose on kbsr black sparrow radio we are a community-based radio station and depend on support from our members. If you are enjoying my show, I hope you will go visit the website, www.blacksparrowmusicparlor.com. Just click on the link to KBSR. It's up on the upper left side. And you can learn more about the station, um, see our schedule, learn about the cool shows, and of course, learn how to become a member. While you are on the internet, be sure to visit the Plow and Host Facebook page. If you have any gardening questions or you have some pictures that you want to share, feel free to send me a message over there. I would love to hear from all y'all. Okay, I was talking about protecting plants and preparing for any freezing weather that we get. Um, I had mentioned how mulch will help keep the soil temperatures warm. During the day, um, soil um, absorbs warmth from the sun and a good layer of mulch will help um, retain that warmth. But for even more protection from freezing temperatures, it's a good idea to water your beds before the temperatures drop. It's not going to, uh, if it's not gonna rain before the freezing temperatures arrive, you'll need to water your plants really thoroughly. Watering the night before the freeze arrives will actually insulate the roots and decrease the chance for cold damage. Just try to water the ground though and not get too much water on the leaves. Wet leaves are more likely to suffer from frost and cold damage, but watering the night before um, the freezing temperatures come will give a full day for any wet leaves to dry. Any established cool season plants that you have in your garden now um, should do okay if we get some stupid cold weather. Um, frost is always a problem when we get cold fronts that come through. You know, frost um, is just frozen dew drops. Dew usually burns off when the sun comes um, up and starts warming up the day. The problem with frost is that it can damage the leaves and stems because ice crystals form 
when temperatures drop below 32 degrees. It forms when water vapor condenses out of the air and settles on cool surfaces. And pretty much anything left outside can develop frost. But frost damages plants by freezing the water inside the plant cells. And this causes those cells to burst and die. When the temperature gets down to 28 degrees or colder, frost can actually kill the plants. Larger, more established cold season plants like broccoli and kale and cabbage, they tolerate temperatures down to 26 degrees. It's the smaller plants in your seedlings that are more vulnerable to the cold. So to protect the parts of your plants that are above the ground, you're, you're gonna wanna cover them, especially any of your smaller seedlings. Um, you don't have to have an elaborate um, setup with like hoops and floating row cover. Those are really cool and they do a great job. But old blankets and sheets will do the job just as well. Covering your plants is going to trap ambient soil heat and it's going to raise the temperature around the upper parts of your plant and prevent that frost and cold damage. Um, you can even use a cardboard box to block out um, the cold air and the wind. It's never really all that humid in Central Texas, um, especially around this time of year. And when it is cold and windy, it can be very dehydrating to leaves. So erecting like a little tent around um, your plants will help protect them from that cold wind too. Plastic sheeting, it seems like a good idea for frost protection, but most of it is just too thin to provide um, adequate insulation, but it's better than nothing. Um, you could use plastic sheeting around your plants, just make sure the plastic does not touch the plants because anywhere the plant touches the plastic, it can um, hold moisture against the plant and actually cause more serious freeze damage than if you um, hadn't put, put plastic up. So blankets, old sheets, and mulch are much better options, even cardboard, um, for keeping your little plants all nice and cozy. Have y'all gone shopping for uh, new fruit trees? Um, I was at the grocery store this earlier this week and um, you know they always have a small selection of seasonal plants outside and I noticed that they had some potted fruit trees for sale. Normally I would stop and check them out. Um, I'm always looking at plants, plants for sale, plants in your flower beds, the ones on the side of the road. Um, anyway, I didn't stop and look at them this time, but it reminded me that I wanted to mention fruit trees again, since this is the best um, time of the year when the local nurseries will have their best selection of fruit trees. I know that Taylor Garden Center here in Taylor just got a nice shipment of bare root fruit trees in. Bare root um, trees are nice to get if you can find them. Not only are they usually less expensive than the potted ones because they are easier to plant and move around um, because they have no soil. Container grown trees can be quite heavy, not necessarily because they have better roots. 
um, but because they have all the weight from the soil in the container. Bare root trees are only available for a short time because these little trees are dormant. And when it starts to warm up, the plant um, will wake up and it starts wanting to grow. And when this happens, any of the bare root trees that are still at the nursery are going to be potted up into a container so that the roots will stay protected. And you'll end up paying more for a container grown tree if you wait. Because their roots are completely exposed, um, there is a very short planting window. You need to buy and get your bare root trees in the ground as soon as possible. Preferably right when you get them home so they won't get damaged or dry out. Be sure to find out um, if the variety that you want is self-pollinating or if you will need a second tree to cross-pollinate. Apples, pears, and plums will need a buddy tree. Um, peaches, apricots, nectarines, and loquats are all self-fertile, so you won't need two of those trees to get fruit. Um, speaking of loquats, I was walking around um, the backyard this past week, and I caught a whiff of my loquat tree. It has like a nice, kind of light, sweet scent. Um, and it's currently just discovered in blossoms and it had a ton of honeybees visiting. Um, if you've, if, if you don't have a loquat tree, you don't know what they are. Um, loquats are a great tree. They stay green all year. They bloom in the winter and then the fruit is, um, matures and it's ready to be picked in early May, um, in this part of central Texas. Also, there isn't a lot in bloom this time, time of year, and I was really glad to see so many bees um, hanging out um, around my tree. Um, the sources of nectar are kind of sparse um, this time of year, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they will um, pollinate lots of flowers, and I'll have lots and lots of loquats in May. February is a great time to plant things. We can get one more round of coal crops in, the broccoli and cabbages and whatnot. We can plant all kinds of leafy greens and plant beets and carrots and radishes. Fruit trees can be um, planted too. Now, last week on the show, I talked about planting roses and potatoes. It is just a great time of year um, to plant things and I love the spring garden. One of my family's favorite things to eat from the spring garden are sugar snap peas. These plants are super easy to grow and they put out tons of two to three inch like banana shaped pods. They are um, different than shelling peas. They don't um, have a lot of individual peas inside the pods but you can eat the entire pod and they are really good they have a nice sweet flavor and the pods have a little bit of crunch to them they are similar to snow peas but snow peas have pods that are flat and they don't have very big peas inside sugar snap peas have pods that are fleshier and a little bit round kind of like me 
Anyway, uh, sugar snap peas grow fairly quickly depending on the variety. They mature between 50 and 60 days from planting. If you have kids around, sugar snap peas are great plants um, to get them interested in gardening. When kids help um, with the gardening, they're more likely to actually um, try a new vegetable and sugar snap peas are I swear, they're like a thousand times better tasting than those peas that come out of the can. Ugh. Yuck. I can't stand the smell of those. But sugar snap peas are great raw and um, also just slightly cooked. Um, you know, just steam them or toss them in a stir fry. They are cool season vegetables and can tolerate light frost, even when they are just baby plants. If you're worried about them, you can always cover them um, if there's a chance of a freeze. Sugar snap peas are nitrogen fixing plants. This is a really cool thing that they can do. They can take nitrogen from the air and change it into a form that they, they can use for food. Peas are legumes and all legumes can do this. They are able to suck the nitrogen out of the air and then they work with the soil bacteria and they convert nitrogen gas into a form of nitrogen that the plants can actually use. This is great because nitrogen is a key plant nutrient and it's responsible for keeping leaves green and healthy. Since sugar snap pea seeds are um, fairly large, they have a harder seed coat than other types of seeds. It's, uh, it really helps to soak them overnight. The dried seeds will swell up after soaking and this is gonna help them germinate faster. So do that the day before you plan to put them in your garden. Peas are climbing plants, so you're going to want to have some sort of trellis. Peas climb by tendrils and they will attach to whatever is nearby. Having an upright support will make it easier for, um, for you to harvest them too. Peas are a little bit prone to powdery mildews. Um, so a trellis um, will help with air circulation and you'll have less powdery mildew. Um, powdery mildew isn't harmful to humans. It's just kind of ugly and unappetizing to look at. Um, it's just a thin layer of white powdery mold spores um, and it likes the warm weather. Sugar snap peas have a pretty short window to grow in in your, um, in your spring garden um, before it gets too hot for them. By the time the powdery mildew starts to show up, the peas are pretty much done um, and the, the mildew shouldn't be too much of a problem. If you start seeing powdery mildew on your leaves, you can just pick off the leaves as you see them. It's a really good time to plant sugar snap peas if you haven't already. Just grab a pack, suck them overnight, and then get them in the ground. You you know, figure out a trellis later. Um, just get just get them planted. Okay, I got to start wrapping up the show. Don't forget. Um, to get seed potatoes and set them out in a warm sunny spot so they can develop some sprouts before you plant them in the ground that's kind of going to be a little jump start for your potatoes if you want to get new fruit trees go out and start looking for them while the selection is still good all right well thank you guys um, for joining me in my backyard i hope you all have a great week and just watch the weather see if we're going to get that freeze 
Um, but we'll get together real soon and talk some more about gardens. Take care. Bye. <laughs>